Hello and welcome to a judge's guide to Euro 2020, a podcast previewing the upcoming tournament that will no doubt see football finally come home. I am Richard Churchill and joining me tonight are a trio of football punters and experts alike. First, our resident Spanish football judge. He may currently be residing in the soccer hotbed that is Malta, but we will not hold that against him. Hello to returning guest. Adam Walker. Good evening, Mr. Churchill. Um, I am now a fully um, international um, expert rather than just focusing on Spain, but yeah, good to be here. And well, indeed, an expert of, of many a country, but he'll never leave his Spanish roots behind. Uh, a, our second guest, a, a Spurs fan, as a Spurs fan, uh, he is no stranger to disappointment as hope is building to a crescendo, yet James Kennedy, I have no doubt that this uh, summer you will be a vocal supporter of the Three Lions. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Very much behind Gary Southgate and his uh, Three Lions army. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it indeed. And finally, our third guest, probably the most famous Northampton Town fan there is. Certainly the only one I've ever come across. Uh, He is as shrewd as they come. He is Alex Butcher. Hello, Alex. Good evening, Richard Churchill. Pleasure to be here. A pleasure. You sound excited, and that's and that's the most important thing. But uh, we're not going to piss about. We'll crack straight on, uh, and we will look at. We'll go group by group, team by team. Look at each of the twenty-four teams competing. Uh, we don't want to uh, take too long over any of them. Uh, so we'll, we will crack on with Group A, and of course the favourites for Group A are Italy. They enter the tournament as nine to one to win it all. Four to seven favourites to win the group with Chiro Immobile, their top best, uh, best price, top goal scorer shout at 20 to one. Uh, you've got Switzerland, Turkey and Wales making up the remainder of group A. Uh, Switzerland and Turkey, 11 to two apiece to, quali- uh, to win the group, sorry, and Wales, 12 to one. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, well, we'll start with Italy. Uh, this is a team that have lost just once since they failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup. They're unbeaten in 27 games. Do you expect them to be quite as strong as that form line suggests? Yeah, to be honest, um, yeah, I think I do. Uh, obviously, one of the big things with the Euros this year is many different teams are going to have home advantage. Italy are one of them. So they'll play all their games in home. Um and not necessarily the fact it's just Rome is the advantage, but the fact they have to travel less. So that's obviously going to help them. And you've mentioned there a great recent record, perfect qualifying, I think. Um, loads of clean sheets. They, yeah, really, rarely concede. And yeah, I think they've just got a good balance. And obviously, uh, Roberto Mancini has got them looking pretty good. So yeah, I think they've certainly got a chance to, and they've probably come into this a bit under the radar as well. In no. my I think I think you're spot on. I think that's exactly it. They do, uh, Adam. They do come into this under the radar, as as Butch suggests. There, experienced defensively, they don't concede a lot. Obviously, you, you're still looking at Chiellini and Barucci at the back there, who combine for over two hundred uh, over two hundred caps uh, between them. Do you see is the the defense being their strongest point, and do they have a weak spot in your in your mind? I am gonna. 
immediately get off one of the hype trains of this tournament, and that's Italy. I, I don't understand why. You say they've gone under the radar, but the, the price is, is falling by the day. Um, I don't see it myself. Like I think they'll probably do well in the group because of the home advantage. But to me, that's a pretty ordinary team. And the defence is probably their weakness. So if you look at that back four, you, have, you, you possibly have the two players that you mentioned. At left back, you probably have Emerson, who doesn't get a game for Chelsea. And then at right back, it'll be uh, the, the Roma right back. can't remember his name at the moment, possibly. But to me, that's that they may not have conceded many goals qualifying, but they were playing against a tribe. And I just think all of those defenders have had pretty bad seasons. Serie A has been a goal fest. It's, it's no longer the defensive um, stranglehold that it used to be. Um, so I, I actually think that they will struggle a bit more than, than people expect them to. I personally don't think they'll necessarily win the group as easily as, as people expect either. Um, but they possibly will. But I don't expect them to get past the it's quarterfinals at best for me. I, I, I honestly don't see them as a dark horse. A, a bold shout. JK, Walker there suggesting maybe the defence not the strongest suit. Uh, the Roma right-back, uh, Spinazzola, I guess, is who Walker was reaching for. I personally think Florenzi will probably start at left-back instead of Emerson. Um, and I think that would be the much better choice. JK, do you see Italy as a not just a force in the group, but do you see them as a force in the tournament, or are you more leaning towards Walker's theory? Yeah, I'm more on the side of with with Adam. I mean, when I first looked at their record and, you know, haven't lost in three-odd, three years, 25 games or so, just thought, you know, they've got to be absolutely massive runners. And, you know, whilst it wouldn't be a, huge, a massive surprise if they, if they went deep, I think there's probably come... This year out has probably not done them too many favours. It's another year in Bonucci and Collini's legs. Um, I know there's a bit of a break, but it's another year on. Immobile was in the form of his life like a year ago. And I know he's not quite translated it to international, but um, he's not quite in the same form. I don't really see they've got a... If he doesn't fire, don't really see who else they've got who's going to be, you know, step up and score the goals that are going to have them to final, like Sinyi maybe, or Bellotti, but like, there's no, other than him, and even he's not done it on his national stage, I I don't, I don't really see how um, they're going to make it all the way to the final. Um, I've, I did my um, one-line wall chart predictor, and I've got them going out in the quarters. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the Adam camp. Fair enough. I think, in terms of the goals, probably you are spot on. I mean, Immobile's got 13 goals, Bellotti with 12, and that's it in terms of double figures in that squad. The next highest scorer is uh, Giorgio Chiellini himself with eight. Uh, and you can't rely on him to be scoring your goals, obviously. So um, so I, I think that is fair enough. A, a team that perhaps may themselves be relying on one or maybe two players to score goals is, of course, Wales. Um, not Certainly not the second fans in this group. Uh, as I said at the start there, they, they enter the group as 12 to 1 underdogs to win it. Uh, but of course, will be somewhat reliant on the now very experienced Gareth Bale re- retirement rumours afloat for him post tournament. But Adam Wales, obviously, 2016 was sort of the summer of Wales. It was, I mean, for me, they were the team of the tournament. I think for a number of people, along with Iceland, I suppose. Do you see that any chance that they repeat that sort of glory, or I mean, do you have them even qualifying for? For the, for the first knockout round? 
I, I do, yeah. I, I think actually manager problems aside and Brian Giggs getting found out for being Ryan Giggs aside, I think they've actually, in many ways, have got a better squad than they had back then. Um, I think Bale's like, lightly ridden and coming into form at the end of the season. Uh, at the start of the year, I, I thought he was finished, but you know, possibly, I think his minutes per goal at Spurs last year was, was, the, was the best in the Premier League, which can be um, a bit of a misleading statistic, but I, I do think he was playing himself into form and we know that he pretty much uh, prioritises Wales over everything else um, at this moment in time. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them qualify. I, I think they can they can score goals. Um, you know, there's, there's some of the decent members of the squad there. I like David Brooks, Harry Wilson, both good players. Um, so I think I think they've got some young players that, that can assist Bale. But yeah, they'll obviously be fairly reliant on Bale and, and Ramsey if they're fit. But if they are, I feel like that sort of club feel can, can help them through. I, I don't see them going as deep as the semis, but I, I have got them qualifying out of the group. Fair enough. James, uh, we talk about Bale, obviously, as a Spurs fan, uh, you have seen a lot of Bale this season. Walker mentions his goal per uh, minute ratio, obviously helped quite a lot by a late uh, hat-trick at the end of the season. But... I think, from my point of view, as a fellow Spurs fan, Bale was decent this year. There were a couple of down games, but part of the fact that he wasn't in form early on under Mourinho is just he wasn't getting consecutive games. He wasn't being able to get into the swing of things. Whereas in this sort of arena, uh, he can be very effective, I feel. Do you agree? Yeah, he absolutely. He's their, he's their talisman. He's very lightly raced. Not I know he's not, not the body's not how it used to be, but yeah, he's not got many miles on the clock this season and we all it's no secret that he was prepping himself to be peak fitness for this and imagine he's probably done he's played the warm-up games and most of them um so yeah it's, they've got him on uh peak peak bail condition in the in these current guys i think um and yeah i was, um agree with adam again that I, I mean their first game against switzerland is absolutely massive if they win that then they'll get through i think they will win that um i don't know if and they can maybe Another draw is possible, but that might be enough to get them through. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think they'll come third in the group. Um, yeah, beat Switzerland in the first game, then take their chance in the others and qualify as, as one of the third places is, is how I see it. I think they're better than the, the tidy unit, as they say. Like, I think they're, you know, they're, they know and they've, they've got tournament experience now, amazingly, of going deep. So, yeah, yeah I think they'll win that first game and just about qualify. Uh, that, that pedigree is important, um, uh, Alex. But you go down that squad, and you're a man who is a, a fan of the Football League across really all levels, and you go through that squad and it is littered with talented lower tier in England football players. The likes of, OK, we know he's we know who he is now, but Chris Gunter, he's, he's the, I think, the first Welshman to get to 100 caps. Uh, obviously, guys like Joe Roden, who was at Swansea, obviously now at Spurs. Joe Allen, who's had injury issues. Harry Wilson, who's spent a season at Cardiff. But Joe Morrell, who has shone at different levels throughout the Football League. Obviously, Ethan Ampadu as well, who obviously at late, again, been top tier. Uh, ben Cabango. These are all guys, Butch, that I'm sure you you had a fair bit of visibility of. Do you think that they can come together and uh, be a force for the Welsh? Or is it maybe a tournament too soon? Um, I, think, I think a bit of both. I do think... Uh, like the guys have said, I don't think they'll go deep. 
But yeah, I do think they'll, they'll qualify. Like you said, these are young lads, no pressure, and they'll come in fearless. And I think uh, with the likes of Brooks, Wilson, uh, even Dan James, they've, they've got speed, and obviously Gareth Bale. They've also got Kiefer Moore, who's had a really good season. Uh, top, good target man, very much in the, the Sam Vokes mould of 2016. So yeah, I think they've got definitely got the attacking talent to do something. I, I agree with JK. Um, I think they'll beat Switzerland. And I think the fact that they're up against teams who will try and control matches, they've, they've got the speed to hurt teams. So I can see them definitely winning the first match. And if that's enough to get them through, uh, we'll see where that takes them. Interesting. A, a bit of a clean sweep then for Wales against Switzerland. Uh, you can currently back Wales 11-4 to across the board to win that first game. They're even money at Skybet to qualify out of the group. Certainly the rank outsiders of the group. You've got Switzerland who are 4-9 to to qualify in Turkey who are 8-15. to It is Turkey that we'll discuss next. A bit of a hipster choice. We don't need to spend probably quite as much time on Turkey and the Swiss as we did on Italy and Wales, but Walker, I know that much like Italy, you're against the, one of the hipster choice in Turkey as well. Whereas I sort of uh, spent most of my money on backing Burak Yilmaz to win the Golden Boot, uh, uh, relatively big prices. But yeah, tell me why I'm an idiot, please. I don't think you're an idiot. I, I just think people are overhyping them a little. Um, there's no doubt they've got quality players in their squad. Um, some of them experienced, some of them younger, but had quality players over the last 15 to 20 years and half the time they don't even qualify for tournaments. I don't I don't think necessarily whether you have the talent or not is is here or there. I mean I, I just I just see that they might blow up to be honest to be a little bit um I, I'm not saying that they're a particularly bad team and I think I think they're probably building for the future. Um so maybe this tournament's a little too far for them and ultimately the guy that they're relying to score the goals is a 35-year-old who is playing in a farmer's league. So, well, he's not uh, playing in a farmer's league, is he? He's playing in the league. And, and and as has been proven this year, it's not only competitive, but there's a lot of talent in that league. It's only, it's only competitive because PSG has decided to fuck it up. But it's uh, not. <laughs> but I think, in fairness, you could say that about pretty much all leagues in that if, if the top one or two teams in the league don't have a good season it becomes more festive. I think the French League gets un, uh, unfairly derided for its lack of quality. I'm not saying it's the best league in the world by any stretch, but it's nowhere near quite as bad as uh, being a farmer's league. I'm not having that. Uh, Butch, instead of dwelling on these two teams too much, tell me, who do you fancy more out of Turkey and Switzerland? If you were to have to pick one of those teams in a match bet, who would progress further? Turkey uh-huh. Turkey, I'm totally opposite Adam here. I think they have got tournament pedigree. They were third in 2002 with Senor Gunes, who's manager now. Uh, they can semi-finalists in 2008. They've got Yilmaz, they've got um, Hakan Kalanoglu from AC Milan, who's probably the most creative player in Europe this season, I believe. This is a team that's got talent. They conceded three goals in qualifying. Beat took four points off France, who are tournament favourites. This Turkey team is good, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them win the group and have a good have a good run. Fair enough. I like that. I, I think you're right. In, in terms of the defence, uh, Soyuncu and Demerel at the back are two very solid defenders. Uh, Cenkiz Gunda, who we've not seen loads of at Leicester, but in previously uh, 
he has he has shown what he can do. He's a decent football player. JK, uh, for the, I, I'm hoping that you might be with Adam once again for the third team in a row and might be able to give us a bit about the Swiss. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not too overly bullish on Turkey. I know I've been, they've been tipped up by, I've got people like people, ex-colleagues saying Turkey apparently are the team to be with. So the cat's out of the bag, but they're still, a, I mean, I'd have to look on Betfair. I think they're about 85, 75, 85 odd on Betfair, which how can you possibly put anyone off a, something of that kind of price? But um, yeah, I would have been interested in Yilmaz top scorer for them, but price has completely gone on that. Things about six to four, five to four now. So no bet for me, but I think they'll, I've, uh, I, I, I can see a part of the semis for them. Um, but Adam, I, I mean, what I might be right about is they are young. They've probably come a couple of years too early, but um, I could definitely see them having a good run in the tournament. Um, regarding Switzerland, I really, yeah, I'm not, I'm not keen on them at all. As I mentioned, I think they'll lose to Wales. I'll probably lose to the others. An interesting angle though is there's, there's quite, and we'll come to this on quite a few teams. There might be some teams that will only score one goal. Uh, possibly two, so that therefore makes the top scorer market for that team potentially quite appealing. Probably lots of value losers uh, in these kind of markets because weirdly you can't go each way. I haven't found anyone you can go each way with in team top scorer markets, but um, Seferovic is, I think it's Seferovic is um, kind of 11 to four-ish. Imbolo at eight to one and Gavranovic at 10. Uh, looking at recent games, they've, they're both up front. They're both, uh, I don't think Gavranovic will necessarily uh, start, but he scored a few in the warm-up games and could wouldn't put anyone off a, a punt on you know coupling those two potentially. Uh, I think I'll only score one or two goals. Um, I, I think Switzerland are generally the one of the most underrated teams in world football. They've literally been in FIFA <laughs> top wow. fifteen rankings since two thousand and ten. They always they always qualify for tournaments. They always get to the knockout stages. They always yeah, get knocked they're... out. No, they never do well stages. against good teams. They never do well against good teams, but this isn't a group full of good teams. Like I personally think they're the they're, them to win the group is the bet at eleven to two. Wow! So wow! So we've had <laughs> we've had Wales to beat Switzerland in the first game for a couple of you. We've now got Switzerland to win the group, which you can back as Adam says at eleven to two. They remain four to seven to qualify. That eleven to two to win the group uh, is available. With uh, Paddy Power and Betfair, best price elsewhere is a bit of five to one with Boyle. So you have to go to Ireland for your best price. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you, Walker, in terms of their underratedness. They are certainly a team that perform at the tournaments in terms of getting out the group. They're very Mexico-like in their ability to get out the group and then immediately lose. Um, yeah, but that, no chance. No vehemently, chance vehemently disagreeing with winning the group. Oh, no, it's, oh, wow. <laughs> That's a uh, problem, but absolutely. There, there is a bet in this group, though. Um, and I was hoping for a little bit bigger, but it's favourite with good reason. It, this is to be the group with the least goals, uh, 130. Oh, that's on my list. Lowest scoring group, three to one. It's favourite for good reason. Um, I think a lot, a lot of tight defences. Uh, and they yeah, are tight I, defenses, I can't see them cutting loose. I think that's a cracking bet. All, all of the managers play attacking football, though. Mancini is playing Italy with a high line. And look at the goals they've scored in all their warm-up games. <laughs> Turkey, Turkey play attacking football. Um, I don't think Wales are necessarily strong at the back. So I, I actually have this down as a potential highest scoring group. And I, 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 <laughs> I think 13 to 2 is a cracking bet for that. 13 to 2 for Group A to be the highest scoring group. JK has 
Uh, lowest scoring group at three to one. I've also, I've, I have put that down. I suppose maybe the more we talk about it, the less I fancy it. I, I don't see a lot of goals in this group. Whilst Mancini does play with a higher line, I just don't see the other three being quite as an attacking threat as perhaps uh, it could be. I mean, I've backed Yilmaz top goal scorer, but that was now a month, uh, about a month ago. Uh, Butch, final word on Group A, best bet. And yeah, I mean, who's your winner of the group to start with, I suppose? And then what's your best bet? Uh, so, I mean, I'm torn between Turkey and Italy for the winner of the group. So my best bet is on the opening night and hopefully getting off to a good start. I think you can get Turkey to beat Italy at around 13 to 2. I mean, this Turkey team should not be that price against anybody. Um, might have come in a bit, but Turkey to beat Italy or Turkey draw, no bet. I think is a good start uh, for for the Friday night. Very nice, JK nodding his head, nodding along there. Uh, you come back Turkey at in fact seven to one with Hills Bet three six five and uh, uh, Red Zone Sport. Lovely, it's good to see them on Checker. Uh, and you can back them uh, six to four. That's your best price, double chance. Uh, okay, we'll move on to Group B, and Group B of course sees. Uh, Belgium as your favourite. The, the Belgians, the World Cup semi-finalists, beaten by eventual champions France. They are four to five to win Group B. Denmark are second in at five to two. Then Russia, 11 to two, quarter, of course, quarter-finalists at the last World Cup. And it is Finland who you're outsiders. You can back them at 30 to one to win the group. Uh, 500 to one to win the whole thing. Belgium, 15 to two to win it all. Denmark, 28 and Russia uh, treble figures. And of the scorers in this group, Lukaku is your golden boot fan at seven to one. And Artem uh, Zuba uh, is a hundred to one top, uh, top tournament goal scorer. Um, they're obviously Russia's target man. Uh, we'll start with Belgium, uh, JK. This is a team that is vastly experienced. The way I personally see it is probably the last chance for a lot of these guys uh, for Tongan, perhaps even out of Ireland. Uh I mean, Witzel's injured, but there's there's a lot of guys in this squad that have been around for the last six, eight years. Pro- certainly, potentially their last chance. Maybe even Martinez, his last bow as Belgian manager. This is a team that also looks set up to do things at the World Cup and getting semi-finals great for a country of the size of Belgium. But can they go one or two better? No. So. Uh, Belgium, uh, their squad depth is is great in a lot of areas, um, but we've seen we've seen in first hand the decline of Alderweireld and Batonga. Not even if Marlon plays regularly wherever, wherever he is, I haven't heard his name for quite some time. They're they're, they're aging, and yeah, don't be wrong, they're, they're, they've got a ch- they've got a chance. Obviously, like with with Lukaku up front, who is without a doubt one of the best and informed strikers in the world at the minute. Definitely going to be getting goals, but Hazard not been fit for two years. De Bruyne will he be fit for the opening game? He'd definitely be wearing a mask. You know, an orbital fracture is not going to heal in quick time. And uh, Roberto Martinez is not is not the man who's going to win a Euros. Uh, I'm afraid. Um, I've got them. I think I, I, they're going to come a cropper um, for sure against France if they meet. If they, uh, I've got, in my predictor, I've got them meeting them before the final. Um, no chance they they have the beating of them. Um, yeah, I, I I can see why they're, they're you know at the top of the market, but yeah, they're definitely not going to win. Um, however, Lukaku, if I, no good to me, but I think Ladbrokes are four to five still. Lukaku, top Belgian scorer, which is absolutely buying money. 
Um, I think eight to eleven elsewhere. I, I think he's an each way, each way bet to nothing for for the golden for the golden boot. Um, if I thought they were going to go to the, all the way, then be even more confident. But yeah, I, I cannot see how he's out of the place, especially if you can get five or six at, at Paddy's or Betfair. Absolutely, each way bet to nothing. But can they win? Well, no. Okay, they can't win, Butch uh, says. Jk, are you in agreement? Is this a team that you look at and you think? with De Bruyne pulling the strings with or without a broken face, uh, with Lukaku up front, that maybe they're actually just too strong for some teams. Yeah, I mean, I've dismissed Belgium pretty much every year since people said this is the golden generation. And I'm still along those lines, to be honest. I don't think they've got the quality to get over the line. This squad is stronger uh, going forward. But as we mentioned, the defence is pretty weak. Um, I think they're nailed on for the group here. And Lukaku, yeah, is going to get goals. I think they've been called flat track bullies for a while now, Belgium. And they will see off the likes of Finland and I think Russia quite comfortably. Um, and, then, and then it depends on the, the path. I think potentially there was a meeting with Italy in the quarters. I'm not certain of that. Uh, obviously, it depends how things work out. They, I could see them getting to the semis, but I just don't see them as a serious threat to the wow. trophy. This is, this is the third favourites, Walker, that everyone, I mean, so far, has basically poo-pooed the chances of winning. Third in suggests to me that they've probably got a greater chance than it's being given. Do you, having dismissed Italy, um, do you see Belgium as the first real contender that we've discussed? I do, yeah. I know it's a theme developing here, but I, I, I honestly see that Belgium are, are a, a proper contender. I fully understand the concerns people are showing in the defence. So obviously, they're not getting any younger. and They're not really seeing players come through. Um, but I think they'll probably play through at the back. They, they have Danea and Boyata who can probably play in there and that should give them a little bit more cover. And then, for me, from there, in terms of midfield creators and goal scorers. Like, I don't think there's a better one-two punch in the whole tournament than De Bruyne and Lukaku. I watched a fair bit of Serie this year and Lukaku, to me, looks potentially the best centre-forward in the world. Just absolutely ragdolling players. I think he's had a fantastic season. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's not only scored goals, I think he's he's also created goals. So it's 24 goals and 11 assists in in... In his, in his total Serie A appearances this year. And then if you have De Bruyne alongside that with six goals and, and 12 assists, I, I don't even think you need Eden Hazard to perform. Alongside that, you've got, uh, I think Witzels is obviously a very important player, but you've got Carrasco, who's been in brilliant form since coming back from China for Atleti. Torgan Hazard, really good player. Um, I think... Yuri Tillemans as well had a great season. If they yeah. can If they can keep that spine fit. They've also probably got maybe the best goalkeeper in the tournament in Courtois. So I think they have to be taken seriously. I know there is the Roberto Martinez factor as well, which probably works against him. The, the, the man's a clown. But um I, I honestly I, I've got them down for at least the semis. Um and I think they will I don't think they'll have a group their own way. I think this group is probably tougher than than people might expect it to be. And potentially I've got them not finishing first. But if they do finish first there's a there's a like there's a potential run that means that their round of sixteen and quarterfinal games, in my opinion, are 
out fairly easy. And then they don't really meet anyone until until they get to the to the semis potentially. So yes, I think that if you looked at if you if you assumed that the bookies favourites would all win the group, and then it's sort of basically if it followed bookmaker lines for the the front three in every group. Uh, Belgium's route to the final is probably of the six group winners is probably the easiest. But if they were to come a cropper, uh, Butch, do you think Denmark or Russia would prove their downfall, or maybe even Finland? I think personally, I'm I'm sort of putting Finland aside. I, I don't think they've got enough about them from what I've read. Now, obviously, I've not watched a lot of Finland, but from what I have read, they are not going to play any sort of football other than the odd counter-attack. Um, and whilst he's greatly named, if their sole finish base player, Daniel O'Shaughnessy, uh, who doesn't sound like the most finished bloke, but I'm not sure he's got enough about him to support the likes of Glenn Kamara and Timu Puki. But so let's focus on Denmark and Russia. But which of those two are best lined up to challenge Belgium? For me, it's Denmark. I think, well, I mean, that's, I've lost, I think, two competitive games in around four years. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I've got a great record. Um, obviously, I've got a bit of home advantage here as well. Uh, a few games in Copenhagen. Um, yeah, I just think they're built pretty solid and I just think I've got a bit more about them than Russia. Um, yeah, I've, I've looked at Russia. I've got, yeah, Finland, not for me. don't think they'll offer anything. I'm not even sure they'll score a goal. Um, I do think Belgium will have their way with Finland and potentially Russia. It's Denmark for me as the runners-up uh, in this group. Very uh, nice. Now, JK, Denmark, they won their three World Cup qualifiers back in March, 14-0 on aggregate. Uh, they're in Scotland's groups for that, so that's that's great. Really enjoyed seeing that. Um, it's From what I've read, it's caused a lot of uh, hype and excitement around the Danish team in, it, in their homeland, and, and rightly so, you should be excited. But they're 28-1 to 1 to win the Euros. That seems really, really too short for me. Um, I, I would have had them sort of more in the 60s, 80s realm. Are you more with Butch in that they're the, they're the team that's best suited to challenge Belgium? And do you think that they've got a chance to upset some of the bigger teams in this tournament? Without a doubt, yeah, they're um, they're playing all their games in Copenhagen in, in the groups. They could easily, they could say easily, like Belgium are worthy favourites, but it would not be surprised if they won the group. Um, it's not a working man's price, but Belgium Denmark dual forecast is about eight to eleven, and is yeah, that that is a strong bet. Um, but yeah, I think I think they've got a really good chance. They've got a really nicely balanced team, really good spine. Um, I know people will probably go. Um, I'm biased because he's played for Spurs, but like Ericsson at four to one to be top Denmark scorer is one of the bets of the tournament. I think um, he can basically do whatever he wants for Belgium. I noticed in their previous, their recent games, they are shared round a little bit more. The goals he's, uh, but he's on penalties, he's on free kicks. Everything goes through him. Four to one for, for not playing a lot for Inter this year, has he? The, well, he, he came back into the interfold more in the second half of the season yeah. after, after they couldn't buy any players. In January, I actually don't necessarily agree with the shout, though. I personally like Paulson, uh, just at the price, uh, to be Danish top scorer. You can back Yuri, uh, uh, well, Yusuf Paulson, known as Yuri, I guess, 
at 11 to 1 uh, somewhere, I can't remember who it was, to, to be top Danish goal scorer. That is a bet to me. You are right, I suppose, about the penalties uh, being Ericsson's. Uh, should he yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's a it's a it's a cracking bet for me. Um, yeah, I just I said he can he can he'll do it. He'll play he'll play every game that, that he wants to. Every everything goes through him. He'll, he's he'll always be the guy to go for them. I think it's a good bet. Would I back them? At, I think I think Denmark will do really well in this tournament. But it's not that's not a secret. I don't I don't think I'd back them at 25, 28 to one. I've missed the boat unfortunately. But they have got they're going to go they're going to go well. Okay, big big words for Denmark Walker. You suggested that you didn't necessarily think that Belgium were going to win the group, despite the fact that you quite like them to progress further than perhaps the other two. For you, is it Denmark that will challenge them best, or will it be Russia? Led, as I said, by Artem Zhuba, the man who uh, recorded himself in a lewd act just this last season, a man who moves like a tank uh, in terms of his uh, agility. I, I personally can't be having Russia as recreating that same magic that they did at home uh, in 2018, but no, who me neither. I, I know they do have the home field advantage, but um, I honestly look at this squad and uh, it's so aging. I mean, is it is it right that Yuri Zirkov's going to be playing left back for them? I mean, yeah. what is he 40 or something? Um, oh, yeah, it, it, it's right, it seems wrong on a humane level. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, I see the challenge in this group coming from Denmark. I, I actually think Finland will finish above Russia. I, I've got Russia's coming square, but I'm, I just, I think they obviously got a, a difficult opening game. And if, if they don't win that, then um, they're playing Belgium first. So if they don't win that, I think things will be against them. I've got Finland nicking a point off them and then them not beating Denmark. So I see kind of two clear favourites in this group. And I honestly think that, Russia to, to kind of finish bottom of the group is 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 a is potentially a bet. Uh, Interesting. You can back Russia thirty. Where you uh, what was the price? Sorry, about hundred to thirty. Hundred to thirty to finish bottom. You can back them seven to four not to qualify um, as well. Which uh, both bets Walker I would imagine likes there. That seven to four does sound quite tempting for me. Of course, two out of the four. Sorry, two out of the six teams that finished third won't qualify. Of course, none of the teams that finished bottom will qualify. So. There's bound to be a bit of value there if you're against Russia. Uh, okay, best bets in this group then. Walker, for you, is it that Russia bet to finish bottom? I mean, if if we're including tournament bets, then I just like Lukaku, golden boot. Like, I honestly, I've been trying to find a price on him to score two more than everyone else. I, I see Belgium going deep and I just see Lukaku absolutely tearing up. Um he potentially might be on penalties, apparently, but I think that will mean that De Bruyne has to miss out. But um, I, I like Lukaku for, yeah, over six tournament goals at nine to one at Hills. I like him for Golden Boot. Maybe a little little tickle on Carrasco top assists at 28. I, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite heavy on Belgium in those terms. I, I see them getting to the semis. Uh, but no interest definitely. in the fourth five to win the group. Um, it does seem like a very attractive price. Given some of the favourite prices that we're going to talk about later, Netherlands and Spain are both three on. That four to five about Belgium, to me, looks like one of the best bets of the tournament. I can understand why it is that price, though, with, with Denmark in there. I, I have, you know, th there is potentially a way that I could see Denmark finishing top of the group. But yeah, you're right. If if if, if I fancy Belgium as much as I, I expect them to, then yeah, that, that is a good price. I, I also like this group for goals as well. So... Um, I think highest scoring group here is five to one, which is 
which is a decent price as well. Interesting. Could be could be brought down by Finland, I suppose. But if you don't, if you if you like Finland to maybe finish ahead of Russia, then you're sort of assuming that they'll probably score at least a couple. But we shall move on to Group. Uh, no, well, I'll give you a, a JK, sorry, and Butch Chance best bets in Group B. If you've got any, yeah, I would. Yeah, Ericsson, Ericsson top Denmark uh, score of four to one. Wouldn't disagree with Adam at all about Lukaku golden boot. I said, I said before, it's an each way bet to nothing. Um, and yeah, I, I won't be backing it, but because it's not really my kind of price, but Belgium, Denmark, dual forecast is as good as a safe bet as I, as I think you'll see in the Euros. Nice. But- yeah, and I'm just going to follow on from that a little bit. Um, obviously, I also agree to, uh, with Lukaku, but I think you can get Belgium to be the highest scorers in the competition at around 11 to 2, uh, which I think is a good prize if they go to the semis. Um, and I'm a little bit more bullish than JK on the forecast. It's straight forecast for Belgium to top the group and Denmark to come seconds around 23 to 10. Um, I just think even if Belgium and Denmark maybe play out a draw, Belgium will get the goals to, to find them to the top of the group. So Belgium, Denmark, straight forecast is probably my favourite bet of this group. Very nice. Very nice. I quite like that as well. That sort of, yeah, nine to four. I've got that written down. Very good. Okay. We move on to Group C, headed by the Dutch, the dodgy Dutch, if you ask me. They are four to nine best price. You're not really getting that in many places, but it is available. Four to nine to win the group, 16 to one to win the tournament, the Dutch. Uh, uh, the rest of your teams in here, five to one Ukraine to win the group, six to one Austria and 40 to one North Macedonia. They are 100 to 150s and then obviously 750 rank outsiders North Macedonia to win the whole thing. The only to- uh, golden boot scorer of note in this group for me is Memphis Depay at 16s. There are some rank outsiders for the other three teams, of course. Uh, you can back Goran Pandev at uh, 500, I think it was. Um Walker, you can sort of tell by my tone, I try not to share too much of an opinion, but this Dutch squad, the, the, the Dutch in general, missing Van Dijk, I think that's probably more important for the Netherlands than it is for Liverpool. I think that the fact that they're favourite to win this group makes sense because of the three opponents they've got, but they are by far, in my opinion, the weakest favourite of the group uh, favourites. Uh, and I'm personally hoping that they might not be great and we have to see someone like uh, Gravenbach uh, or Timber, the young uh, Ajax guys who are 20 and 19 respectively, uh, try and get them some proper tournament time. Walker, do you agree with me? Are you against me? That 16 to 1 seems ma- mental to me. The, 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 one, the 1.33 for them to, to top the group is, is <laughs> blows my mind really. I, I, I don't see how they're that short. I mean... This is a pretty poor group. I think it's uh, a bit of a boring group in 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 all honesty. But I don't I don't see how the Dutch are such hot favourites to top the group. Uh, obviously, struggled. Well, haven't qualified for for the last major tournament. Um, they had a bit of a comeback under under Koeman, but yeah, like Frank Frank Debor. Is is a clown, frankly, and I think that's what most most Dutch people think of him. That the guys I work with who are Dutch uh, have no confidence at all in this team, um, and I think they, you know, Memphis Depay has certainly improved, but if, if he's your best player, that that kind of says to me the state of um, of where the Dutch football is at at the minute. So yeah, 
I mean, I still have them qualifying out of the group because I think it's a pretty piss poor group. But uh, I like I like the Ukraine. I think this is a hype train that and hipsters' choice that I will probably agree with. In that, um, I think they've, they've got a lot of things going for them, and they're probably worth a bet for to, to qualify out well, to to win the group at, at five to one. I couldn't agree more. I'm totally on board with Ukraine. Uh, again, not a, not a massive watcher of the Ukrainian national football team, of course, but with Sky Sports showing every basically every nation's league match, the uh, the Ukraine matches are uh, a couple I have managed to see, and they do play sort of more attacking football than I, I guess, would have assumed. Certainly, they've got a decent a decent squad. Um, maybe the only Excuse me. Big issue being maybe the uh, clash between quite a lot of Dinamo players and quite a lot of Shakhtar players. We've seen that affect different national teams in the past, uh, and it's affected the, uh, the Ukrainian squad in the past with uh, Yarmolenko and um, uh, somebody else whose name I'm forgetting. With, with uh, everything, I, I think, happening. with everything that's going on in their country as well, I think you know <laughs> they're basically there's a you know a civil war happening in the country. I, I think that will kind of bring the team together. The, They've also been devastated by COVID. Apparently, their uh, their doctor croaked it, um, and that's kind of affected some of their results over the last couple of years. I think the, the team was was pretty devastated as well. But yeah, I, I really like um, the lad at Atalanta. Watched a bit of him this year, and he's, I mean, he's he's ended the season like a train. I think it's six goals and six assists in his last nine games, and. He's a player I'm looking forward to watch. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we're talking about Ukraine, I suppose, instead of the Netherlands, and that tells you you need to know about certainly what me and Walker think about about the Netherlands and I suppose Ukraine as well. I've actually got Malinowski, top Ukrainian goal scorer. He scored six goals in 37 caps, which is not the most appealing record, but... I, I don't love Yarmolenko. He's he's a bit old at this point. Malinowski for me, top Ukrainian goal scorer. While I've searched the most recent odds on that, JK, you said there that we spoil uh, a bit of what you were going to say. Are you on board the Ukraine hype train? Yeah, you've done my heart. Yeah, you've done. You've you've. I don't need to repeat everything you've said. I'm I'm keen on Ukraine. Uh, they're they're my hipsters hipsters choice. Um, so they've got quite a decent run. I've got Malinowski down for as a cracking price for Ukraine top scorer. I had to look for a, a top assist market, um, hundred to one at Hills, but you can't go each way, so not not really, not really a bet. But you know, can't put any offer. I'm sorry, but yeah, five to one to win the group. Malinovsky, uh, yeah, top scorer, yeah. Uh, no point in me repeating everything you said. I agree. I'm on board. On board the Ukraine train. There you go. On board the Ukraine train. Malinovsky, you can back at thirteen to two with a William Hill. Uh, you can get a bit of sixes at Betfred. But you've been nodding away as well. Are we all anti-Dutch, pro-Ukraine here? Yeah, I mean, I've had a soft spot for Ukraine ever since going to the Euros in 2012. So I've kind of followed them. And yeah, like I say, they've just they've solid. Shevchenko's worked wonders. Uh, I just think they're a, yeah, a really good thing. And Malinowski, yeah, I've got him down as top Ukraine scorer as well. He's on set pieces. He's, you know, he's both-footed, loves the shot. He's, yeah, had a great season, like Walkie said. So, yeah, I think Ukraine, for me... It's just a good bet, and my notes for Netherlands: positives, home advantage; negatives, bad manager, not very good. That, that's all I wrote. I just don't, oh. see, I don't see the price in this. And Ukraine also, as well as six one to win the group, I think they have six to one to beat the Netherlands uh, when they meet. And again, 
this is that's just a yeah silly price for me. Ukraine six to one to beat the Dutch and six to one to win the group. Uh, that does sound like we we're all writing off Austria as well, who are actually a little shorter than Ukraine uh, to win that group. Personally, I write them off. They play such a conservative brand of football. I the squad just does not inspire me, despite having a lot of players that are both experienced at club and international level, but that we would recognise. Uh, can anyone put up a good word for Austria? There's a, a shaking of the head from JK. No, uh, you'll, you'll, you won't remember they're in it after like uh, after they lose <laughs> their first game. And I just I honestly couldn't I couldn't even muster something something interesting to say about them really. I mean, Arnautovic Arnautovic is still knocking about. Probably, probably score a goal or two. Um, but yeah, I, could, I couldn't muster anything interesting to say. Uh, but I, found, I managed to find a, find a bet on North Macedonia uh, over Austria. Um, but yeah, just... I, I'm just, yeah, it sounds a bit uninspired. I'm sure um, I mean, you guys might have something better. But honestly, yeah, Ukraine will win. Netherlands will qualify because the other two are garbage. And the other two won't qualify. And that's the case last one on Group C. Can either of you talk me out of... Or can any of you talk me out of backing North Macedonia to qualify out this group. I, 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 I quite like North Macedonia. I saw them in, that, uh, in, the game, in the playoff game that they won to get to the tournament. Obviously, a lot of us saw at least some highlights. I watched quite a lot of the Germany-North Macedonia match live because I know how to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> they've got one of the most exciting young players in this tournament in uh, Elmas. The, uh, I mean, yeah, the... To, with that, with, along with Alioski, obviously Pandev is is like a national hero in North Macedonia. C- can someone talk me off of not? And, and his bard is quite a tidy player, but like, I honestly can't see it. Like I've got him down for zero points. Like first real tournament experience. I mean, they've qualified due to being in the Nations League group where they who was it they beat in the final Georgia. They beat and, Georgia. And who did they beat in their semi final? I don't know, but. I don't know. This this is a massive step up from for me. And if you're relying on 47 year old Pandev, I mean, maybe they squeak a point somewhere, but I honestly can't see them qualifying. Fair enough. I see them much more of a, and I'm sure that neither the North Macedonians nor the Albanians will appreciate this comparison. But I see them more in the Albanian mould of 2016. Albania were incredibly unlucky not to qualify out of that group, having won having won a game. They really got robbed of, of qualification from eventual unbelievable champions, Portugal, who won one game in the whole tournament. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it was, two maybe. Uh, but yeah, can, can you get on board with this Macedonia's qualified bet? Um, I certainly don't. I don't think they'll be whipping boys by any means. I think they've shown they've got a pretty solid spine and a bit of, a bit of talent there as well. And the Germany game, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a one nil and desperately holding on. Germany equalised and you thought they'd probably go under, but they, they came back and got a winner. So there's there's something about this Macedonia team. Um, Austria, 4-1, bottom of the group, is a little tempting, but I could see these two playing out a draw and going home, uh, uh, to be honest. Fair enough. I, I've got to say, I quite, I don't, I'm not against the Austria 4-1 to one to finish bottom. I, the, I like North Macedonia to qualify, as we said. Uh, that's 9-4. to four. We like uh, Malinovsky, top Ukrainian um, scorer. That's thirteen to two. I've got a bit controversial, but I really don't like the Dutch. I, I sixteen to one not to qualify on this group. So it, it, it sounds it's like worth a bet. I think it's worth a bet. Like sounds unlikely, but that is so big. 
Yeah. They're not very good. I'm I, not I agree. I would yeah. much rather be on 16 to 1 not to qualify out of the group than 16 to 1 for them to win the whole thing. Yeah, I think they'll fall over the line. But yeah, I think some of these managers in the top jobs, honestly, it's, it's like a like a list of like next Fulham manager, like some of these, some of these coaches, <laughs> like it's uh, Frank De Boer. Yeah. Joe, but yeah, there is a, if, again, going on the theory of, of for Macedonia of if they might score one goal, maybe two. Again, I, I think, I, I don't know if he takes them all the time, but Alioski definitely took a penalty the other day, nine to one top scorer and Elmas 12 to one top scorer. If you think they'll score, they'll probably only score one or two. So I think both of them look on, on that. On that. On that note, for the Austrians, uh, Sabitzer takes their penalties, and he's he's like seven to one. So yeah, that was my uh, feeling there. There are two names there. Sabitzer at, at that price for Austria is absolutely incredible to me. I I think that is one of the best bets of the tournament. I've got. I think there's a risk that he doesn't actually play. I think there's a potentially he doesn't make the starting eleven. But if if he does, he takes the penalties, and he's fairly decent from outside the area. So I assume that that's why the price is what it is. I'm just going to bank on the fact that the coach will play his best players and Sabitzer is by far and away one of the best players in that squad. So she'd definitely be playing, maybe I'm trusting, uh, in, in the wrong spot there. And I think Elmas at 12-1 to to be North Macedonian top goal scorer. I like the thinking of if they only score a couple, but I just think I, I, he's, a, he's a really decent player. He, he, it's not like he's had like, loads of experience at Napoli, but he's, yeah, he's got 27 caps. He's got seven goals. That twelve to one looks like a bet. Uh, Just one last word. I get mildly excited. I saw El Arbor at twenty-five to one. Australia top goal. Australia, Austria uh, top goal. But because um, I thought he might still, he used to score with relative frequency. But I had a look. He hasn't actually scored for about three years now for Austria, and I'm not sure. I don't think he's on pens now. So was passed by. But yeah, twenty-five to one to give me half a glance. To try when you and- said Australia, J.K., I thought I was on the Eurovision podcast. <laughs> well that is coming next year don't you worry uh, uh, right okay I'm just writing down our bets for that group and as I do so we'll move to group D oh it's the exciting one it's the return of the Scottish to major summer football Scotland qualified for their first major tournament since 1998 England qualify uh, for their what? what's this their first consecutive European championship well done that's Three in a row, very good. Uh, Butch, the three Lions, is football coming home after, what is it, 50, 51 years of hurt? <laughs> of course it's coming home, Church. Of course it's coming home. It is coming home. JK, is football coming home? Uh, it'll be coming home for a while. England are going deep. England are going deep. They have, yeah. This home advantage for them is, is huge. Um, but I'm not breaking out the bunting just yet. Walker, yes or no to homecoming? Well, they do say that most accidents occur in the home, so <laughs> yeah, it's coming home. And I think that covers our England preview. Very good, lads. Thanks very much. Uh, no, of course, I can't leave it there. Uh, a lovely bit of banter. What are oh, flowing is the old band. Uh, but this is a, I mean, England affairs has been talked about from pillar to post. There's really not a whole lot we can add to the discourse. What I'd like to know. Uh, is your one to eleven? I want, I want everyone's one to one through eleven for the game of expression. No, obviously not. I would like to know will who, who of of all of their attacking talents. We're assuming that Kane starts. Who are the three that you're playing behind Kane? JK, who are you, who are the three you're playing behind Kane? Uh, on what we've well, basically on what we've seen now, I definitely have Grealish 
playing for sure. Um, and Agreed. a nod to, to Ad, Adam, who was hey man the planet, and uh, if he's, if he's singing his praises on social media, he must have done something right. Um, so yeah, Grealish, um, I'd have Mason Mount and Foden, um, I think. Um, I can't, you can't be starting Sterling in the way in the in current form, um, unfortunately. And um, yeah, I think that'd be a cracking, uh, cracking front three. Yes, indeed. But can, can you can you find a place for maybe a Sancho or Rashford? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into too much for moaning about making a moaning about Gareth South Southgate pod, but obviously JK's three is good. I'd want Sancho in the mix and maybe drop Mount deeper, but there's no doubt in my mind that one of, if not both, Sterling and Rashford play. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to see it. Uh, it's probably my biggest concern uh, of England advancing. I'm not convinced of the manager. Is, is, are they players that would mean we wouldn't? We like. I, I agree that they sh- probably shouldn't be in the starting eleven, but I don't think it's a disaster if they do. We're not talking about playing. Uh, yeah, some of the some of the Dutch players. Like I agree, Sterling is in in, in bad form, but he he has performed for England previously, and. You know, he's still a very good player. I, I do. I mean, for me, behind Kane, I, I would actually drop Mount personally. I know that's a really difficult decision to make, but I would I would play Grealish, I'd play Sancho, and I would play Foden. And I would also play Jude Bellingham with Rice because he's the only player in that squad who can do the job that he does. 13 to 8, great price. Jude Bellingham to start the first England game. 13 to 8, Jude Bellingham to start the first England game. Maybe. I don't think Gary's got it in him. I think Gary's got that in him. Um, who else is going to play? Who else is going to play in midfield, though? Like Henderson's obviously not fit. So who, who does he start? He'll probably start Rice game. and Phillips, probably knowing, knowing Gary. I have no faith in Gary, I'm afraid. Um, like a butch, yeah, I think I think, deep, I think he'll fall, he'll well, ultimately fall short because of something he'll do. I mean, well, I st- you know, the players are good enough to win, but yeah, I, I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't have much faith in. Mr. Southgate. I'll be cheering us on all nonetheless. I'm not doing a, um, I won't be doing an England rugby and actively cheering against us. So, <laughs> no, um, I've seen that before. I do actually agree with Walkie. I've, I've um, sort of got the first 11 in my head. Obviously, there's one, one I think Jude Bellingham probably should and, and will play alongside Rice uh, ahead of Phillips. He's just got so much more to his game for me. I think, I think Rice and Phillips are too similar. I think Bellingham. Can go forward. And- Phillips is a good player, but for me, he can only play in that holding midfield role. Like he, he can't play as one of two. Like, I mean, I, not, I suppose the biggest question is: uh, Should Bellingham play um, a few games for England in this tournament? Will England retire his number post? post- <laughs> That's the big question, of course. Does, does no one? Does no one think that Head they'll actually just thrust Hendo straight back in? Like knowing what? Obviously, how much Gary rates him captain? What? Do anyone think that yeah, actually he'll just be in from the get go? It looked to me like he probably he couldn't finish the half, let alone the game. He's not fit at the moment. He's not match fit, so yeah. I don't know. I, I figured, but yeah, you never know. No. Uh, JK taking over hosting duties there. You love to see Sorry. that. The natural <laughs> host coming out. Uh, okay, so I, I, obviously I think it's safe to assume you all think England are going to win the group. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think as easily as people make out. I'm hearing people say, "Ah, oh, this is a qualifying group," and I think that's that's very insulting to the, the 
to the Croatians and um, probably the Czechs. Um, but I do, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do, I do think it's a harder group than people give it credit for. And I, I think the opening game will probably be a draw. Croatia are no mugs. People, people go on like they're going to be, you know, using stand stair lifts to get to the get to the stadium. But they've still got a, a very good spine for me and potentially could finish above England. Okay, stage of elimination then for England uh, as we as we sort of close off the England chat. Uh, stage of elimination, uh, Butch for England. I mean, obviously the the second round is going to be key if we do win the group. Uh, we'll have one of the group of death teams. Uh, I mean, if if we get through that, then let's let's say I mean semi final's got to be the target really. But yeah, I, I think final. Let's let's go all the way. Going to go all the way. JK nodding your head. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's a shit or bust, really. I think I've I've got uh, in my predictor. I kept, I've thought them. Um, I've got this right. I've got them getting to the final. Um, it'll be the final or round of sixteen. Okay, let's go with the final. The final or the round of sixteen. Interesting. Uh, Walker. I mean, I think the semi-finals would be a massive success. The, the, the team is so young. It's like it's people people criticise Southgate for being, you know, boring and literally for, for, for always going for the safe option but the squad itself is not a safe option like the, what's the average age like 23 or something 20 second youngest thing in the average age and a half. of the England squad is the second youngest in the tournament uh, sorry third youngest in the tournament behind the Welsh and the Turkish 24 and about, about 225 days yeah so I think expectations need to be like if we went out in the round of 16 to France Everyone will go mental, and I think that's probably very unfair. <laughs> um, I think we'll get to the semi-finals, but I think, I think that's possibly reasonable. winning too far. I think semi-finals would be reasonable if England were to be knocked out, say, by France in the in the second round, which isn't you know outside the realm's possibility if they finish second. Of course, would Southgate get sacked? Yeah. Anything but the semi-finals is not a success for me. Semi-finals is, is, is well done. Like, you've done you've done right. Anything other than that. I appreciate it could be France and knocks them out, but... Okay. Yeah, semi-finals on, or no good. Interesting. Well, uh, Adam, you talk about Croatia. They're, they are... So, England are 2-5 to five to win this group. Croatia are, of course, second favourites. So they're 3-1. to 40-1 to one to win the whole thing. Uh, and then uh, Czech Republic are in at 12s. Scotland at 16 to win the group. 150 and 250 respectively to win the whole thing. I think we can probably write them both off. I think there are three teams. I think that everyone thinks, well, it certainly seems that everyone thinks that Croatia are by far and away the rightful second favourites in this group. I personally see it as pretty even between the three remaining teams. I don't, do not get me wrong, I do not think Scotland are particularly great. I just think that they're relatively solid in that they don't concede much, they don't score much. I think the Czech Republic are a little underrated, perhaps. I don't think that they're, again, a, a particularly solid outfit, but I, they, they've, got a, they've got a spine. And I think that Croatia are pretty overrated. They got very lucky to get anywhere near that World Cup final, two penalty shootouts. They could have easily, easily lost to Denmark. They could have easily lost to Russia. And they didn't. So that is fair enough. But there is, I, I do not put a lot of stock into that World Cup run. And since then, 
the retirement of Mandzukic and uh, Rakitic and Subasic, the ageing of Modric, of course. I just, I can't be... Modric has still been fantastic this year, though. He, like, I've obviously seen a fair bit of Real Madrid and he's been as good as ever, if a little slower than before. But at 35, having played 50-odd games for Real Madrid this season, after not a lot of break between between the last two seasons, I just, I, I can't be having Modric as, at, at this age running a tournament. He's certainly not in the running for me for sort of the, the golden ball um, or whatever it might be for the Euros. Uh, Agreed. But so he's certainly better than their midfield three of Modric, Kovicevic and Pasalic or whoever else would be in there. Brozovic possibly is, is miles better than what Scotland and, and Czech Republic can offer, in my opinion. I'm not... I'm, look, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm trying to remove my rotating glasses as a, as a Scotland fan, despite the accent that most people listening will know. Uh, obviously, Modric is better than McGinn, uh, but it's not, it's not, you know, like... Miles that's, that's quite close, that one. Uh, it's not Miles at this point. I think it's worth, it's worth pointing Jesus, out. Too much Villa, though, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 I see Scotland turning over the checks in the first game. Does anyone disagree with me there? I think Scotland... Um... Like let's let's not let's let's not pretend Scotland are you know well these or decent, but I think they they've come they've come in the way they got into the tournament you know was absolutely thrilling. Um, I think they'll know that you know they're just they're basically free rolling. No one expects them to do very well. Um, in Che Adams, they've actually unearthed you know a very capable striker. Uh, don't think they'll concede loads of goals. I think they I think they'll bother possibly even England, but definitely the Czechs and Croatia. Oh, I, I, think, I, think I think they'll be competitive they, in, in all games. Yeah, I think and I think they could league. frustrate some teams and do all right. Nice. So that's nine points for Scotland. Very good. <laughs> uh, Butch, who have you got coming? Assuming you've got England winning this group, who have you got coming second in it? It's, it's, I mean, Croatia for me. I mean, my defence isn't particularly strong. Um, nice. I'm not. I'm not writing them off as as too old. But yeah, I, I think. I think Scotland have got the ability to hurt them. I'm, I've got no doubt that England and Croatia is going to be a, a close-fought encounter, even if I do think we're considerably, considerably better. But yeah, I think Scotland can come second. Um, I mean, they've got some top-class players now. I mean, Robertson, Tierney, McTominay, McGinn. You know, these are like you know top Premier League players. So yeah, I think I think Scotland with the you know with some home games and yeah that that sort of. Um, the 20, 23 years, is it? 23 year wait. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're going to be up for it. And yeah, I think they've got a shout. I think they'll beat the Czechs. I think Czechs are the worst team in the group. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I think Scotland have got a good chance of um, definitely qualifying and maybe even as runners up. Okay, so for the group then, let's sum up with some bets. Uh, JK, your, your bets for this group. We sort of talked about the four teams in drips and drabs there. But give, give me some something to be betting on for this group. Yeah, so actually, in, for some reason, this group, I fell down a bit of a rabbit hole of, of um, looking at cards for some reason. I, I did it for most of the groups, but quite a second. I've actually unearthed. It's only, if you need it, only Hill seems to be offering it, but player to receive the most cards for respective teams. There's a couple of trends in, well, not trends in here, but there was a couple of players that stood out. Uh, Croatia, even Perisic. Uh, 18 to 1 most yellows I think he's had the most over the last kind of 10 games I think he's had 3 uh, this, this from, is but the corner of the group for, 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 for um, 
for um, Croatia in the tournament. Ah, for, so team, most, most cards in the team, very nice. Yeah, Perisic. Uh, for Scotland, um, again, you might have expected, but Lyndon Dykes, 9-1. to one. Um, Again, three yellows in about eight, last eight, nine games. Um, and it's not as nice, but Kyle Walker, because I'm not 100% he'll start. Um, Henderson would have been I mean, the bet in this market. But obviously, as we just, that's why I was mainly asking what you thought about his chances of starting. Henderson at 14-1 to one would have been the bet. Um, but Carl well, Walker eleven to one is is quite quite interesting. Not as the, the other two. I've looked at the same market, mate, and they've got it at Skybet. And Kyle Walker's fourteen to one at Skybet. Oh, that's Which okay. I, I forget. I think we talk about Southgate, you know, being cautious, and that to me means Walker starts, and he potentially starts some games as 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 in a back three. So yeah, I, I agree. He'll also be coming up against a strong Scottish left hand side, um, and probably Peris, Perisic um, against Croatia. So. I also picked that out, but I also think Declan Rice at, at 12 to 1 for England's highest bookings in the tournament. Um, again, he, he doesn't get booked much for West Ham, but they're a, a fairly physical team. He is literally the only kind of ball winner in midfield that yeah. England will have. Nice. Calvin Phillips was stupidly short in that market. Well, not stupidly short, but he was the favourite, which is just wrong. I don't like, I know he gets books off the leads, but he's probably not going to play every game. Um, I, I certainly like Dykes of Scotland, the way they play, they, they, they will play. Um, they will use him as a target man. He's a big, bulky guard. He will play that role, and yeah, you will see chat, a lot of aerial challenges. So I like that nine to one for Dykes. Uh, any more bets to be had in Group D before we move on? McGinn top Scotland goal eleven to two. I thought it was probably always you know always chips him with a few. I think I think that's eleven to two is a fair price. Yeah, I, I like Che for that market as well. I like Che and Kane top team goal scorers works out about ten to one at Skybet. <laughs> Uh, for me, obviously, there's little value in England to win the tournament. So I think if you do think they're going all the way, I think if you do the um, quite a few places, we've got the winner stroke top scorer market. And I think you can get England and Kane about 16 to 1, which boosts England to a sort of decent price. Um, and I do think, I uh, don't know whether Walker will be happy about this, but I think if England do go all the way, uh, Jack Grealish could be a key player in that Um so I've took a data player of the tournament for Grealish. I'm not convinced he'll start, but I think if he does, and you know he's got four man on matches in seven games for England, if he even gets a couple uh, on on route to a final, he's got every chance. Um, I got it about eight, as so I think it might be about fifty um, after the Romania game. But yeah, I, I just think that's a little dart from me. Um, he can lay off the glue, mate. He's got a chance. <laughs> Best. Best player of the tournament, Jack Grealish, fifty to one. I I actually am not against backing Phil Foden at thirty three to one for that tournament. Maybe a little shorter than it should be. Best young player, I'm thinking for Foden, but of course, yeah, he's massive favourite. So I agree with that. But the thing about the young player is that I don't. There's not many of the teams that I think will go deep. There's not many. Um, there's not many runners in that. So yeah, I think. Even if Foden, even if you went out in quarters or semis, he's, he's got a, he's got a fantastic chance, really. Uh, so the, in in that market, Foden is your four to one favourite. Mount is six to one. I'd much rather be on Foden than Mount personally. Um, but yeah, there are there are a fair few runners in that market. But you, you you're never going to see someone win both player of the tournament and young player of the tournament. Um, so I suppose Foden probably much more likely for the young player of the tournament, whilst the sort of the superstars do their thing. What price Jude for that market? Jude Bellingham for that market is uh, 33 to 1 with Paddy Power and Betfair, uh, yeah. 20s at Bet Victor. 
I did look at him and Rice in case, you know, regular starters, because there's only been one uh, young player of the tournament, which was obviously 2016, and that went to Renato Sanchez uh, for Portugal, and he, obviously Portugal went all the way, but he scored one goal, he got a couple of man of matches on the way, but I don't think you have to do a great deal uh, to get that, so it's like if, if Jude or Declan Rice are starting every game, then yeah, I don't, I don't think they're um, bad bets at all. Nice. Last one on the group then, lads. Any, any more for any more? That is that then. Group E, our penultimate group, is headed by the Spanish. Uh, they are 4-11 to 11 to win Group E, uh, in part because the next two in the betting are Sweden and Poland, who are 13-2 each to win, uh, to win the group. Uh, you can bat them at 100-1 uh, each to win the tournament. Uh, Slovakia, you're outside at 20 to 1 to win the group, 500 for the tournament. It is Spain, though, as I say, 4 to 11 group fabs, 9 to 1 to win the tournament. Alvaro Morata, 25 to 1 top goal scorer, alongside Robert Lewandowski, who's the same price. Alexander Izak, uh, Sweden's sort of main striker threat now that Ibra is injured and out of the tournament, is 100 to 1. Uh, Walker, come on. I mean, Spain, Spain at 9 to 1 is laughable to me. I don't get it. They inspire absolutely no confidence from me. I think if you're laying nines to big money as a bookie, you are laughing in the front of those faces. How, how, tell me why I'm wrong. What price Italy now? Italy's shorter than that, right? They're both, you can both, they're both available at 9 to 1. Well, I think they're both wrong. But I, I, I agree that they... Pro- probably should be longer than that but if if you worked on the feelings of Spanish people like they would probably be like hundreds like I've never known levels of apathy around the Spanish team Uh, nobody thinks they're going to do anything Um, the pressure's off and I I think in a way that that might work for them a little bit I, I don't see them winning it but I do see them getting to at least the quarters I think they'll win this group easy because it's it's a pretty piss poor group um, they've also got home field advantage. Don't know why I said it in an American style there, but uh, that might be negated by the fact that no one's buying any tickets. But um, the fact that I could buy a ticket yesterday to the games and I wanted to doesn't exactly inspire much confidence. Um, but I, I think I think they do. I think they have a good manager. I think midfield wise, if, if you're playing in midfield of Rodri, Thiago, and let's say Fabian Ruiz. I think that's that's a very good midfield. I think Marcos Lorente has the potential to be the young player of the tournament. Although, no, he doesn't qualify for that. I think no, he, he has he has the to to score a certain amount of goals, and he will certainly get some assists if if he's not ridiculously played at right back. Um, obviously. The idea that Morata is better than Gerard Moreno is is ridiculous, but hopefully the poor start may may see Moreno come in and and therefore he might do well. Moreno, I, I think he's fifty to one to be Golden Boot, which he is fifty to one exactly. But I, I, I honestly don't see Spain scoring that many goals. I think they'll do reasonably well, but games will be tight. They'll either win them one nil or two nil. Um, like I say, I fancy them. Very big for the group because I, I do not rate any of the other teams really. Um, but yeah, I think they'll probably go out quarterfinals at best. Okay, uh, Butch. 
Spain, yay or nay? Um, yay-ish, I think. Um, Adam mentioned home advantage there. I mean, Seville in the summer is you know, some home advantage, like uh, especially if they dominate the play, tie the teams out. I think this group is yeah nailed on for Spain. Um, I mean, Enrique's got them playing a little bit differently to how they used to be. They've got a bit more about them. I think if they win the group as well, they play a third-place team. can't remember which group from, but they've got a third-place team in round two if they win it, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think they've got a shout of getting to the quarters. Uh, Ferran Torres, I like in a few markets. I'm not sure what he is for the um, Spain top scorer now. I think he's 9-1 to one for the young player of the tournament. Like I said, uh, before a couple of goals, and you've got a chance. The one for top Spain goal scorer, like I, I picked out as well. Um, yeah, had a really good spell of starts in recent games, and, and I think scored in quite a lot of them. So, yeah, um, Morata's obviously, let's say, the problem. I think he was booed during that. Um, I think they drew with Portugal. He was booed the other night. Yeah, Hamarino's not above him is ludicrous, but yeah, I think they've got talent. Um, you know, they're. Yeah, they're going to grind teams down with possession. And yeah, I think they've got a chance of definitely quarters. And again, we'll, we'll see where that takes them. But Okay. Yeah. Uh, JK, you nodded that your head along there to the Moreno top Spanish scorer at four to one shout. Uh, Torres. Yeah, for uh, I've got, I, I, I make it a hat trick of Torres. Yeah. Um, top goal scorer for Spain, four to one. I think that's a decent looking bet. 33 to one for, for tournament. If you thought, I mean, Adams said this, Spain won't score too many. Thought it looked all right. Um, yeah, lukewarm on Spain's chances. They'll qualify from the group because it's a poor group. Sweden aren't bad. Um, Poland always just flat to deceive. I mean, oh, sorry, we, I'm sure you're going to come to them, actually, um, before I, I ju- jump ahead. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, they've got question marks at goalkeeper. De Gea's not, obviously not quite the force he was. Kepper, Ditto. Um, and there's another, another guy that plays as well. Someone... Yeah, then Unai uh, something. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I'm lukewarm on Spain's Luke chances. Um, yeah, I think yeah, quarters probably. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, Normally, it'd be buzzing off Spain at nine to one or something. But yeah, I agree. It's not no bet for me. Not no no interest at all. Fair enough. I have interest in opposing the absolute shit out of it. I think Spain are going to disappoint. A lot of people in this tournament, I think they're just not very good. I know they beat Germany, what was it, 7-0 last year. I think that's more a sign of how shit Germany are than how good Spain are. I don't believe in Morata. I don't really believe in Moreno. I don't massively believe in anything Spain have got going for them. I think Sweden to win this group is a great bet. The squad has come together so well in the three or four years since Ibrahimovic retired and removed his ego from that team. Uh, I think they've got a, a great mix of experience and young talent. I think uh, Dejan uh, Kulusevski at 33-1 to 1 for young player of the tournament is a great bet. I also think he's a very good bet along with Alexander Isaac at 3-1 to one, Isaac three to one, and Kulusevski uh, double figures to be Sweden's top goalscorer. I think those two could uh, perform, not miracles, but really link well in this tournament. I think Spain are going to suffer. The fact that they're playing in Seville helps. The fact that it's at 9pm against Sweden does n- negates a lot of that advantage. And I, I, I have a feeling that uh, Sweden are going to... 40 degrees. Sorry? 
It'll still be about 40 degrees. It will not, it will not be quite 40 degrees. It will still be hot, of course, but it negates a lot of that advantage. I think, I have a feeling that Sweden, not only win this group, but could go on to, to be like a surprise semi-finalist, maybe maybe even finalist, I doubt it, but but a, semi, a semi-final for Sweden, I think by no means out of the realms of possibility. They're 12 to 1 to get to the semis. I... I, I I, I really like Sweden here. I just I think can you ask can you answer me a question, Churchill? I, I can certainly do my best. If Sweden reach the semi-finals, will Sebastian Larsson be the worst player to ever represent a semi-final team? Uh, well, thirty-seven-year-old still pens in me as well. I saw still takes pens, ageless. Uh, well, in fairness, Granqvist takes a pens. Uh, assuming he, I mean, Sebastian Larsson, I, uh, he's got one hundred and thirty caps. Uh, and from midfielders chipped in with 10 gold, which isn't the return you necessarily want from your international midfielders. But still... I'm guessing but, all of those were a decade ago as well. Correct. But the, <laughs> away from Sebastian Larsson, there are, it's a team, as I say, that's got a nice mix of talent and youth, of experience and that veteran leadership alongside the exciting younger players. Um, and sort of guys who are in that sort of starting to peak. Um, yeah, I... I, I, yeah, I maybe I'm absolutely mental. There's a chance that this is just absolutely mental. Uh, I, I, but I, I like Sweden to do something here. I was impressed with them at the World Cup. I thought they were pretty unlucky to go out against England. I don't think England were, were massively convincing in that, uh, what was that quarter final, wasn't it? Uh, not to say that Sweden deserved a whole lot more, they, they weren't great either. But yeah, I, I just have a feeling that Sweden here, uh, could upset the apple cart. I, I think, I think they're, they're definitely a bet to win the group. Uh, that is uh, thirteen to two that you can back that at. I I can't believe that's the same price as Poland to win the group. Uh, Poland at that price solely because they've got Lewandowski. They have got Lewandowski, so fair enough. But yeah, one one swallow does not make a a, a summer, as the saying goes. And the fact that Lewandowski is there does not necessarily mean that uh, the players around him are going to create enough for him to make his mark. We've seen Lewandowski at previous tournaments. And we've seen Poland in the previous tournaments, and they just have no, never impressed. They were in one of the weaker World Cup groups three years ago uh, against Japan, Colombia, and Senegal, and they really failed to make their mark on that group. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not having Poland at all. I, I agree with that point around Poland, and I agree that Lewandowski needs quality players around him to create, create chances, and that's why he's never done it international level. But I think that's also going to be the case for somebody. That'll be the case for Isaac. I just, I can't, as good a player as he is and as much potential as he has, he's played an awful lot of games for Sociedad this year. And he plays in a team that creates chance after chance after chance. I just, that's not how Sweden are going to set up. They're going to set up to keep it as tight as possible, nick a goal. And I just don't see where their inspiration is coming from. And I actually fancy him to finish bottom. Like, I think that it's a fair price. We are having a bet. We are having a bet after this podcast. I could not agree more. I think the inspiration is coming from Kulisevsky, who every time I've watched Juve play, he has, whenever he has played, he has not always played, unfortunately, but when he comes off the bench, whenever he starts, that I've seen him play for them, he has been a really decent player. He he looks to be the sort of guy that can spark an international team. He has... He has not those who said the intangibles, but they are. He's like a good player. He's got great yeah. he's got technique. He's got a bit. Of pace. Do you fancy him for young player of the tournament then, Jerk? Young I mean, player of the tournament, thirty-three to one. If they get to the semis, then he's won it, hasn't he? 
Yes, I mean, yeah. Again, 12 to 1 for them to get to semi still. But yes, uh, yeah, that is spot on. Uh, but you you want Sweden to finish bottom. Well, give me what price is that then, Sweden to finish bottom? Well, not to qualify, I guess. 17 right. to 5 to finish bottom of the group. Oh, then- Slovakia. Slovakia are certs for bottom, bottom here. Absolutely so- certs. I think it's fair to say that most of us probably haven't spent a whole lot of time watching Slovakia. You go through the squad and it's got a lot of players that you've heard of, obviously. Sorry. Well, I, well as, as Walker takes a swig of beer, I'll, I'll jump back in. Obviously, Hamšík still captain. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who's playing at, uh, at uh, IFK Gothenburg because he was in China. His contract was ended, but no one, no one in Slovakia could sign him because it was, the transfer window had finished. So he had to go to somewhere that had a winter season, oh, sorry, sorry, summer season. So that's why he's playing in Sweden. Uh, he's 33. Not a load of football in, under his belt in the last sort of three or six months. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably good for a man of his age. But can he still be the inspirational leader to a team like this? I mean, Slovakia have proven at tournaments past that they can be very handy. He, with him especially... Uh, was it the Euros five years ago? He's got a couple of absolute worldies. Um, um, another midfielder, um, Andre Duda, who plays in, in Germany. Yeah, with, uh, he, was, uh, he was at Hertha, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a decent player. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree with you there, JK. I don't think uh, Slovakia are dead cert to finish bottom here. I, I actually think Poland are about to finish bottom here. Uh, I'm yeah. with silence on a podcast, which is ideal. Yeah, just to agree. No, Lewandowski will be enough to to get them get them above. I agree, Poland. That Poland are not are not good. They always they always disappoint at tournaments. But yeah, know, with Lewandowski, they they'll 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 score. They'll they'll do enough to to stay off bottom. But can't, I don't just, think they'll bottom. Haven't they just changed their manager as well? Basically, by the sounds of it, at the behest of Lewandowski, because he wanted them to play a more attacking style. So. Is, oh, it, yeah. is it Paolo? It's your man who used to be at Swansea. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, uh, Paolo Sosa? Yeah, Paolo Sosa. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I, my bet, our nap of the World Cup, it was three years ago when we last did a football podcast, uh, was uh, one of the, uh, Belgium, I think it was, one of the teams, eight Uruguay it was, to win all three group games. That was the nap of the podcast. My nap of this podcast, it's coming early, is Poland to lose all three group games at 12-1. to 1. I think Wow. Unbelievable bet. I think they're absolutely dog shit. I'd also, I don't get it. Also, uh, on, on Poland, I've made a note of some of the travel uh, of the tournament, and Poland have got to go from St. Petersburg to Sevilla and then back to St. Petersburg, which I think is the longest of all sort of travel in between games. It's definitely not ideal. And also, the Sevilla game is in the afternoon, isn't it? I believe you are correct. So... I mean, that is going to be yeah. roasting. You're selling it. You're selling yeah, it. It's going to be absolutely roasting. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I just... And then they finish uh, playing Sweden in St. Petersburg. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm... Yeah. I, I, Poland finished uh, finish bottom and lose all three group games is 12 to 1. That, for me, is one of the... Well, that is the best bet of the tournament. Any more for any more? We had Torres there at 4 to 1, top Spanish scorer. I've gone big on Sweden to win the group at 13-2, Poland to lose all games at 12-1, Kulisevsky player of the tournament uh, at 33-1. to one. Um, So there, there we go. There, 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 yeah, there we go. We move on to the final group, 
Uh, I, it's glad that we're only an hour and a half into this because we've now got three of the genuine contenders to talk about in the group of death. It is France, Germany and Portugal who are 11-8, to 6-4 and 7-2 to respectively to win the group, 9-2, to 9-1 uh, to one and 9-1 to one to win the tournament respectively and then your outsiders are hungry, 50-1 to one to win the group, 750-1 to one, obviously to win the tournament. Gents, France, I couldn't believe the French prize today to win this group. 11 to 8. I, I know it's not the best price in the world, but yeah, I'm not having Germany being that close to France to win the group. I just can't, I don't get that at all. Um, I'd much rather have Portugal at 7 to 2 than Germany at 6 to 4. But of all of those three prices, I think France is a better. Odds against to win the group. They've got the best squad in the tournament, haven't they? I agree, 100%. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're tournament favourites for a reason. They're world champions for a reason. This is a good squad. And they've got Benzema back as well. I mean, you can look everywhere in this squad and it's just packed with talent. And yeah, for me, yeah, they are. They, this is the group of death. But for me, France are comfortably better than their opponents here. So, yeah, 11 to 8, France win the group. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way on that one. Very nice. I think we do have to consider that both France and Portugal are historically slow starters and they're not going to blow anyone out of the water. That's that's not how they work under Dijon. I, I quite fancy Germany until I... Water, but I just think they're, they're just better than everybody. Yeah, agreed. I agree. That's why I was shocked with the prices. Before I looked at the prices, I thought... I actually fancy Germany here as an outsider, but when you look at their favourites to win the group, then I ain't so keen on that. And yeah, I agree that the fact, I, I thought France to win the group would be, you know, odds on, yeah. long odds on, four to six, four to seven or something. The, the fact that you can get them odds against is is, is ridiculous. I, I, I do think that it will be a lot closer. I think Germany might play with the handbrake off, uh, Sniffing balls last tournament, so you can have the handbrake off a fucking Skoda Fabio. It still ain't going to be any better than a Ferrari, is it? <laughs> I don't think any team with a midfield that can that can put a team out that's Gungadan, Kimmich, and Goretzka, Nabri, Havard, Sane as, as a front six cannot be compared to a Skoda. But like, right, they, that's fair enough, right? And they, you look at the squad. Yes, it, it's a really good. Germany have got a ridiculous really good bunch of players, but there's obviously something wrong. I, I don't know what it is. It's probably that, well, I do know what it is. It's obviously that the manager's been there for too long. And just because he bought Hummels and Muller back doesn't all of a sudden uh, unlock their key to success, I don't think. I know that Muller is, is popular. I don't think Hummels is quite as popular amongst the squad, but that squad was there in the Europa, in the European Nations League. It was there in the World Cup qualifiers. It, that was They were all part of the squad that lost to North Macedonia. And I'm not basing it on one result, but they did just lose to North Macedonia. They did get absolutely tonked by Spain, who I've just decided are absolutely dog shit, it seems. Like, <laughs> I, what? Yeah. I, I don't, I, reading all the previews, not only are all the German fans sort of negative about the German team at the moment and the manager... The press is negative. The team seems to be pretty negative about itself. It seems to be a real low point in German football. I don't know where they're getting all of this confidence, to, especially to be group favourites or uh, sorry, joint favourites. I, 
I just don't understand it myself. Playing Munich is going to help, though, isn't it? Like home field advantage for them, I think has to has to have a bearing. Um, yeah, I, I, I just they are weak at the back, but I, I I do think that they have the potential. I've got them potentially going to the semis just because I think they could win the group. If they win the group, then that will spur them on. Similar to, to England in a way, in terms of that attack and talent I've got, sort of front and the pace, you know, Sane, uh, Gnabry, and even lots of Musiala now. And yeah, they've, they've packed with young talent again, but yeah, I've, I've got a squeak of getting through here. But yeah, I think there's too much weakness um, for them to be a serious contender in the group for sure. Yeah. Agree, echo all that again. Beat me to don't need to repeat all France to win the group, but odds against is is madness. Um, I can't, Germany are actually favourites at Paddy Power, other than the fact they're at home and never write off the Germans, uh, as, as everyone loves to say. It's just that France, the best be team. I've tried be to look, I've tried to look for, I've tried to look for weaknesses in France's team, and they're not, you know, they're not perfect. I don't, don't think Deschamps the greatest coach around. I'm not sure bringing Benzema, Benzema back is necessarily. An amazing thing, and obviously Giroud's like the alternative. But every, every scenario I've got, for, every scenario I've got for this Euros, I've got France reaching the final. Like they're they're going to win this group, no problem. Portugal are quite unlucky that I, I, they're in I, the same group as France. But I, I I'm not sure. So I think France odds against is mental. I definitely agree. I, I'm I'm not as bullish on France to win the group as perhaps I should be given that price. I think Portugal are really lively. Uh, usually I'm massively against Portugal. I was absolutely devastated they won in 2016. I think it was a travesty, more of a travesty than when Greece won. I think it made a mockery of international football that that Portugal team won the Euros. It was, it was an utter disgrace and I'm still angry about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm genuinely angry about it. And But this, I like this Portugal team a whole lot more. Um, it's a great squad. It is a great squad. I think, and I think players the position. Fernandes, player of the tournament, looks to be a bet to me. Uh, Jao Felix maybe even player of the tournament. I, I know he has been hit and miss at Atleti in the last couple of seasons, but when he hits, he really hits. And but Diogo, Diogo Jota, top goal scorer for the tournament at fifty to one, looks to be a massive price for me. I know that Ronaldo does everything for Portugal, but there's a good chance that Ronaldo will know, break a fucking metatarsal or something. His fingers fucking crossed for that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like this Portuguese team. I think they might. Go well. I definitely think they'll go further than Germany, um, and I, I I quite like those bets I've just mentioned there. Fernandez, uh, particularly uh, to win player of the tournament, I think that's thirty three to one. That seems too big. I'm a bit worried that Fernandez is a bit burnt out. I mean, he's played a lot of football over the last two. Years. Yeah, he has played a lot of football. They, they, yeah, that's. True. But I agree. He's, he's the, the Portuguese squad is so deep. I mean, I've looked at many different kind of routes, and a lot of them I get all three of these teams in the semi finals. So, to me, winning group at 15 to 8, I mean, it's probably the same as Dutch in the three. Like, I just think you've got, you've got three runners, basically. Like, I, I see, I, I see a, the potential for Germany to win, and, and I see Portugal and France getting to at least the semi-finals. I mean, like, yeah, I see France getting to the final. Um, one thing I would say about Benzema is, I think that is massive. I think that the... The difference between Giroud and Benzema is, is is gaping wide. And I think the one thing that people underestimate about Benzema is his ability to be a team player. So, like, he will come into that side. And for me, 
that should have shortened the price of Mbappe to be top goal scorer of the tournament because he will put things on a plate for Mbappe. He he basically spent eight or nine seasons just laying things up for Cristiano Ronaldo, taking away, you know, he's not egotistical. He doesn't need to be the star man. Um, so that, to me, yeah, I fancy France to at least get to the final and I fancy Mbappe just to absolutely feed on what Benzema gives him. And that to me makes the France to win Mbappe double at 25 to one, just massive exactly. for me. So um, yeah, nice. Um, Mbappe, Mbappe top goal scorer, I think is a really good bet. Yeah. When they yeah, get so. going, they're great. When he gets going, he's explosive. Unbelievable. And um, I think it'd be, it'd be even better for having Benzema on the team. I, I agreed. And as he's proven... Throw Griezmann into the mix as well. I mean. And throw Griezmann into the mix as well. And also Kante bossing that midfield. Uh, another yeah. player that's all, I, I, I must have known about 20 at this point, but Kante <laughs> is 20 to 1 to win. Yeah, it's madness. The world media think he's the greatest player in the world. He may well be the greatest player in the world. He is it, it, He is in the form of his life, and his form previous to this last three months has been pretty fucking great. 20 to 1 for Kante does seem to be a really good bet for me. I can't believe he's bigger than Romelu Lukaku, the player of the tournament. Um, Mbappe plays well in big games. Uh, so yeah, for him, uh, gold the golden boot looks like a really good bet. Uh, there was one. Um, there was one other thing that really stood out for me, and I'm not sure if this is a wrong price. So, bearing in mind what I just said about Benzema setting things up for for other players and and how he did that for Ronaldo, so I think for Ronaldo in terms, I think he got something like close to 50 assists for Ronaldo over an eight or, or nine year period, um, and I think he's. He's got nearly double figures in terms of assists this year. With Skybet, you can get Benzema to be most assists in the tournament at 100 to 1 now. That just seems wow. wrong to me. That's, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it is wrong, but I, the only other people who are off in those odds are, are Hills, and they've got him at 33s, which to me is still a bet. Like, he should be lower than... He's, he's bigger odds at Hills than Mbappe and Griezmann. Like, I, I think he will... His role will be to supply those around him with goals. And I, th- I think 100 to 1 is, you can't get each way, as, as JK mentioned, but like I, I think that's worth a bet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, sorry, go on, crack on with your bets from Group F. Um, I mean, for me, going back to the, the, the French trio, obviously, we've really mentioned Benzema and uh, Mbappe there, but Griezmann, obviously, Benzema wasn't playing, but Griezmann, most assists in qualifying. He's top scorer in the last few rows. He still gets them. If he can combine a bit of both, I think he's 22 to 1 for player of the tournament. I think any sort of French player around that price uh, is good value. So that's where I'm having a look there. And again, France topping the group. Um, and I think Hungary were 11 to 2, maybe not to score. Um, I might be wrong there. I think I saw something like that. Um, yeah, I think obviously. Hungary haven't really got much of a shout here at all. I think so. I, I really liked Hungary in the last tournament. I know they went out in the second round. They were unlucky to only draw against Portugal. Uh, they really easily could have won that game. It finished 3 3. Their sort of driving force in that tournament was uh, Zhuzak. He's not in, uh, he's not playing. He, he's been dropped. Uh, but obviously their best player these days is uh, Schoberslai, um, the, the, the former Salzburg player now at uh, Leipzig. 
he got he got crocked uh, and is not going to the tournament. So they're relying on a 33-year-old captain in Adam uh, Shalai. Uh, I mean, there's a bit of experience in this team with uh, Nagy, who's at Bristol City. Um, but yeah, I... Not I, the Kansas City Chiefs I, manager. Sorry? Not the Kansas City Chiefs head coach. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to find reasons to be on board with Hungary. Um, but obviously, just in this group, you just can't see anything other than three defeats in reality. Uh, unless... Yeah. Unless someone can find a reason to disagree with me there. Yeah. No. Salai to score. Salai top goal, if you think they'll score a goal, potentially. I think he might take pens. 10 to 1. I think it was between 7 and 10 to 1. But yeah. But the, the angle of back in the top scorer for the low-scoring teams is, is is one I like. And 10 to 1. Yeah, yeah 10 to 1 there is... Again, is, if you think they'll get 1. But yeah, bets for this group. But France to win, obviously. And yeah, uh, the other good yellow card training. Was that... Um, Ruben Diaz is, is probably the right favourite, but because he's, he's a few, but Bruno Fernandes, most yellows, he's, he's picked about three in his last nine or so games for Portugal. I and mean, he's a bit of a shithouse, as we know anyway. About nine to one, especially if he's quite tired. He'll probably play every game. Um, could be players on, but yeah, pick up a few yellows. Um, and yeah, I, I, France, Portugal, dual forecast. I think France will be route, but if you want to be safe, three, three to one on that uh, when I last checked. I like, like it. Also, I've, not, I've not checked the odds on these, but. With it being so tight, obviously the third place teams qualify, but you know, Hungary could provide. I don't think they'll be hammered by anyone. And if a couple of teams take uh, points of each other, there's definitely a chance for me that maybe one of Germany or Portugal don't qualify. Probably Germany. Uh, I'm not sure what the odds are there. Uh, well, Germany to finish third, I was just looking at, which is seven to two. Germany not to qualify. Uh, you can back uh, Germany not to qualify at. Seven to one, they're the biggest prize out of the four. Uh, which I don't how are Germany a bigger prize not to qualify than France? But fine, uh, Germany, yeah, seven to one not to qualify, Portugal, 100 to 30. Yeah, so I think there might be a little bit of value somewhere there. I, yeah, I like the, to finish third market for Germany, which was seven yeah. and not to qualify. I'll show in because seven to one does seem big. Uh, like Portugal what, then to win the group yeah. at seven to two seems a bit. If you think it's going to be that tight as well, that just seems seems big. Hard, it? it does seem big. Okay, so we're going to finish up with our best bets. We'll go through who who's going to win the tournament. Uh, who's going to win the tournament, Alex Butcher? Um, I've got to say France. France win the tournament. They're nine to do nine to two to do just that. James Kennedy. I, I can't get away from France. Okay, <laughs> France, you're fat. <laughs> Nine to two, Walker. Um, France's second eleven. France's well, the, the, as you pointed out on WhatsApp a couple of weeks ago, the, the, there's an eleven. There's an eleven that France are not even are not even in the squad that could probably get out of the group. Definitely uh, get to the semis. Yeah, yeah, gotta be France. Sorry, France. That's three mm. out of three for France. I mean, Sweden, Sweden at two hundred to one hundred. No, uh, Ukraine's a surprise. Ukraine I, will be the spoiler. I know that Adam was really against them, and I didn't necessarily talk them up. I was trying to not be too opinionated to start with, but I I really like Italy. I think Florenzi um, and Immobile combining is a very exciting proposition. Uh, the price has gone. It was twelve just a couple of days ago. It's now as short as fifteen to two in places, which Ridiculous. is probably a tad too short for me to back. Uh, but I'm massively opposing Germany at eight to one, Spain at eight to one, 
don't love Portugal at eight to one. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm so I'm much more tempted by Italy than any of those. Uh, I think that Italy are going to win the Euros. Uh, top goal scorer Lukaku for everyone. I'm not necessarily for me, but Lukaku was mentioned earlier by you all. Are you sticking with Lukaku, top goal scorer? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Mbappe as well. I think he's got a very good chance just because they're playing to get to the final. I'm taking Mbappe straight up. No Lukaku. He can he can piss off. I think Ferran Torres is a is a decent price. I know it's probably a, again probably more playing for a place, but I think 33 is a yeah a deep, I, 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 decent, I decent price. You can get five places 33 to one about Ferran Torres. Uh, Mbappe best price you're getting is 11s, but that's win only. Best price each way is nine. You're getting four places. Lukaku best price you're getting four places seven to one. Bet three six five. Uh, any outside bets for Golden Boot lads? Uh, Jota for me, fifty to one, four places, three six five. Yeah, he's, he's a nice bet for, for ties outside bet. Obviously, Yilmaz, but the price is gone. Uh, and okay, you nap of the you nap your best bet of the tournament, best bet across all the groups, all the matches. What every price you've seen, what's your best bet of the tournament? James Kennedy. Ukraine to win the group. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love it. I group, absolutely group. love it. You're group C. It was between that, between that and Ericsson for top Denmark scorer. I think I still think that's a cracking price, despite your your concerns. Uh, JK's Napoleon Ukraine to win the group. That's five to one. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, okay, Alex Butcher, Nap of the tournament. I, I do obviously like that one. Is, is there a rule? Can I go, can I uh, choose a double here? Um, it's it's audacious. You can put in a forecast, I suppose. What what's the absolute best bet? Uh, well, my Belgium Denmark, I think, is a gar- I'm happy that that's a guaranteed straight forecast. And I also think Spain and Sweden will be a straight forecast. Uh, if you double that up, I think it's around nine or ten to one. Okay, if you were to choose one Belgium Denmark or Spain Sweden, mm, I'm going to go Spain Sweden. Well, that's embarrassing. You've just put the wrong <laughs> forecast, but that's fine. Uh, and Adam Walker, your nap of the tournament. I mean, it's not much of a price, but I just think winning Group F, 15 to 8, like, I have three out of the six best teams of the tournament in that group, so that would be my map. Okay. Uh, I think for me, I've already announced my lap of the tournament, haven't I? Which was Sweden to win the group, which now looks pretty ballsy. Um, I wonder if I can adjust that to Sweden to qualify. You're not getting quite the same price there, are you? Uh, I, th- I think probably Sweden's my best bet in terms of the value, I suppose. My absolute nap of the tournament in terms of uh, something I'm very confident Russia not to qualify uh, is 7-4. to four. I'll have that. Russia not yeah. to qualify uh, at 7-4. to four. And then my next best is Sweden uh, to fail, uh, to win their group, to win uh, Group E. Your next best, Walker? Is it outside bet? Something a bit tasty, maybe your best value bet? My best value bet is Mbappe, top goal scorer in France to win the tournament at 25. 25 to 1, fair enough. JK, your best sort of bigger prize or best value, maybe? Um, I really like um, those. I know they're a bit, can't get on everywhere, so it might be useful for some people, but Walker, Carl Walker, most yellows for England, 14. 
and Perisic, uh, Perisic eighteen to one for both yellows Croatia, both both cracking mats, I think. Okay, uh, so that is Walker and Perisic most team cards. Uh, and Butch, for you, your best sort of value bet, best bigger price, maybe best outsider. Um, for the outsiders, so one I didn't mention, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it here. Player of the tournament, uh, Kalanoglu. I think you can get two hundred and fifty to one. Two hundred and fifty to one about Hakan Kalanoglu uh, pronunciation that's gone there uh, to be player of the tournament. That is an outside bet. Uh, and this has been a judge's guide to the Euros. Please feel free to get in touch with me at our Church of 26 on Twitter. If you agree, disagree, you want to bet, um, I will happily lay throughout the tournament if, you, uh, if I disagree with you. If I agree with you, I won't be laying any bets because that's the way betting works. Um, uh, and I'd like to thank you very much, James Kennedy, for appearing. Thank you for having me. Been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Alex Butcher. It has been an absolute pleasure. See you for your revision. Uh, yes, and thank you very much, uh, Adam Walker. Coming home, Church. It's coming home. Uh, it, all the way to Glasgow, mate. Watch it come home. This has been a judge's guide to the Euros. Very best of luck punting throughout the next four weeks. <laughs>